Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Behind Closed Doors. In my last episode, I was talking to you about toxic relationships. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about a toxic and abusive relationship that I was in. Now, this relationship started back in 2003, shortly after my mother passed away from a heart attack. We started talking, we became friends, and soon we became boyfriend-girlfriend. I knew at the time that he was a really big marijuana smoker, and it, it didn't bother me. It, it didn't bother me. That's the thing he wanted to do. It didn't bother me. Who am I to tell somebody what they can and cannot do? So fast forward to me having some really bad stomach pains. I was in a lot of pain and I didn't know if it was like my appendix or what was going on. My stomach was just hurting. It just felt like there was a knife being jabbed into my stomach. So I got a hold of my boyfriend's parents, well, his mother, and I told her what was going on. And I told her I need to go to the hospital. You know, I did not want to go by ambulance. So I called somebody to take me to the hospital. So she took me to the hospital and I got admitted. I got through registration and whatnot. My name was called, got taken back to the emergency room got into my gown and everything, and I gave a pee sample. They they drew blood and everything. Um, I talked with the nurse while I'm waiting for the lab work to come back. And when the nurse came back, she had the results of a pregnancy test because every female has to have a pregnancy test done when they come into the ER unless Obviously, they've hit menopause and they're obviously not going to have a baby. So the nurse looked at me and said, your pregnancy test came back positive. Oh, my God. My boyfriend's mother almost hit the floor when she heard that one. Me, I'm just in shock. I'm just shocked. I was not prepared for that to be the result. So I was 22 at the time and my boyfriend was uh, 17 going on 18. He was soon to turn 18. And she looked me dead in the eyes and asked me if I was going to have an abortion. I could not believe it. This is my first baby. And then her first, it would be her first grandchild. And she's asking me if I'm going to have an abortion. And I'm against abortions unless it's due to rape or incest. I'm against abortion. Um, also if I, I believe in a, uh, like in a medical abortion, a medical terminization would be the proper term for it. If it meant that somebody's life is in danger, the, the babies or the mothers. Okay. But I'm not going to get into a whole, you know, 
topic on abortion to bring an argument into this episode. I looked her dead in the eye and I said, no, I am not getting an abortion. I'm going to carry this baby full term. I'm going to deliver this baby. So she was not too happy with my decision of keeping the baby. Well, my boyfriend at the time uh, found out I was pregnant. Uh, he wasn't too happy at first. Um, I don't think he was ever happy that I was pregnant. I think it was all a show. Well, anyways, I was the one uh, working in our relationship. Uh, he did not know how to keep a job. We ended up living in a place that it's called the pool hall, but it's really, it's crack. It was a crack house. Uh, it was a rooming house and there was a druggies that lived in there and there was, it was, it was scary. It was scary. Uh, I did not want to be there, but I needed a roof over my head. So I would be living in there pregnant. And one day he asked me for money and I wasn't going to give him money because I knew exactly what the money was going to. He grabbed me and threw me across the room. Now remember, we lived in a room and house, which means it was just a room. He threw me across the room and I went over top of our bed and I landed on the other side of the bed because our bed was like in the, the, up against the wall in the middle of the room. And I shielded my stomach so it didn't hit the floor. I got up and that's when I retaliated against him. And we ended up in the hallway and we were arguing with each other. And of course, somebody called the police and the police showed up and they were going to arrest me. They were going to arrest me even after I told them that he had grabbed me and threw me across a room. I was about three or four months pregnant and he threw me across the room. I could have landed on my stomach and I could have lost the baby. Well, anyways, we ended up getting out of the rooming house. I don't know why I stayed with him, with this him being so abusive. I will never know. I will never know. And I believe it was the gaslighting, the manipulating, the whatnot, the controlling that caused me to stay in this relationship. Well, we ended up getting out of that rooming house and we moved to the city. And we had a one-bedroom apartment. And we were trying to get, you know, our lives as a fa the family that we're going to be, you know, build that. I was working at a retail place called Peebles. And he was working at a pizza shop that was right in the same building that I worked in. Well... 
I, I would work from 10 a.m., I believe it was 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. because the, the building closed down early. Fast forward. I gave birth to my daughter. And she ended up being born with a cleft lip. And I'm starting to think that she ended up with the cleft lip because at the time that he threw me uh, across the room would have been around the time that the face forms and the lips form. So I'm assuming like the tra any kind of trauma that was taken, uh, it caused her face not to form the way it was supposed to when it came to her lips. Now, let's fast forward a little bit. Her father ended up getting us evicted out of our apartment. And the only place that we could go would be to his mother's. And from what I was told by his sisters was that their stepfather used to walk into the bathroom while they were taking a shower and he would pull the shower curtain open and he would touch them while they're in the shower naked. So when we moved in with his mother and his stepfather, uh, I refused to let the stepfather hold my daughter. I refused. I was not going to let this guy touch my child. I was not going to allow him to molest my child. So eventually we got out of that situation and I moved in with my aunt. And I dealt with a lot of a verbal abuse from my daughter's father. I think he knew better than to actually get physical with me at my aunt's house. Now, a fast forward to the fact that I got pregnant again. And the stress, the stress that he put on me between him always being high and his verbal abuse and me being the only one that was working. It was putting a lot of stress on me and I ended up losing the baby at 16 weeks pregnant. When I had that miscarriage, it was like a bloodbath. I mean, the bed was just covered in blood, soaked in blood. And I didn't even know what was going on because there was so much blood. I literally thought I was dying, but I miscarried. I was pregnant with a little girl. Um, I named her Chloe because that was a name that I always, I always wanted to name a girl. So I named her Chloe. And I guess I should have listened to the nurse and the doctors when they said that after a miscarriage, I can get pregnant easily again. So I ended up getting pregnant shortly after that miscarriage. My oldest daughter's father was really not too happy with the fact that I got pregnant again. And he became even more abusive and 
he became more physical this time around. You know, he would, you know, shove me. He would push me. You know, he wouldn't hit me. It would just be shoving me. Well, I started to get sick and tired of him. I got sick and tired of him always being high and him not taking responsibility for anything. So I decided that, you know what? I need to end this relationship. I am so done with this guy. I had put up with him for so long. I had put up with so much shit from him that I was just done. So one day he came home and I told him I've had it. I've had it. I go, I'm going to raise this baby without you. Okay, I can raise my children without you as their father. And I did the the smart thing is I walked away. But the dumb thing that I did is I put my back to him. That was the worst thing I ever did. And to this day, I hate myself for when I for walking away the way I did. As I was walking away, I was in the yard. As I was walking away, he came running right behind me and tackled me like a football player. Literally slammed me like I was a football player. I hit the ground and my stomach hit really hard. My aunt, who was there, was screaming for him to get off her property. And she told him if he did not get off her property, that he was going to call the cops, that she was going to call the police on him. And after he got off me and continued to scream at me, and she threatened the cops on him even more, and, you know, she got her phone and was going to call the police, he eventually left. He left. I got up off the ground, clutching my stomach. My aunt asked me if I was okay. I said, you know, I, I think I'm fine. I was 16 weeks pregnant at the time. That night, I got rushed to the hospital. And I was, because I was bleeding and I miscarried my second miscarriage, uh, my third, third baby. Um, this is very hard for me to talk about, guys. So you got to bear with me. So if it seems like I'm stuttering or I'm just, I have like gaps or anything. This is a hard topic to talk about. This is, I lost two babies from being in a toxic and abusive relationship. So it's really hard for me to talk about it. But this is what happens when you're, you stay in these relationships and you just put up with the abuse. And I am so glad that I got out of it, but I wish that I got out of it before it took the lives of two unborn babies. Two unborn babies.
And the the second miscarriage I had was going to be a little girl again. And her name was going to be Christine. I just wish that I got out of the relationship when I was pregnant with my firstborn. I do. I seriously do. It would have saved us all heartache. And I'm glad that he got out of his daughter's life. I'm glad he signed his rights off to his daughter. And unfortunately, he weaseled his way into her life just recently when she turned 18. Yes, he weaseled his way back into her life and she believes everything that comes out of his mouth. And he calls me a liar and says that the things that that I say that happen never happen. And that right there is uh, signs of a gaslighter, uh, a narcissist, and a manipulator, which that is what her father is. And sadly, my daughter, my oldest daughter, believes him 100% and does not believe anything that comes out of my mouth because her father has brainwashed her to believe him. The same way he did to me is brainwashed, manipulated, gaslighted, everything. It's just, it's sad. It's sad and pathetic that he even did this to his daughter. He can't even man up and tell the truth to his own daughter. And you know why? Because then his daughter would hate him even more. And you know what? I warned her of what kind of man he is, and she didn't listen to me. But for any woman that is out there that is pregnant and is in an abusive relationship, please, for the love of God, walk away from that relationship. If you have to just pack some things and just have somebody meet you down the road, get out of that relationship get out of that house get away from that person as quick as possible and then when you do call the proper authorities don't call authorities if that person is still in the house with you call when they're not there or when you get away from that person don't ever put yourself in a situation like I did don't ever and come to find out that my oldest daughter's father wasn't just smoking marijuana. He was also doing crack. And I guarantee other things as well. But you know what? That's the past. That's the past. And I wish I could just forget the past because it just hurts. It hurts. Especially when on Facebook I saw a a meme or an image thing um, about how I think it was October 15th was pregnancy and infant loss day. And it just hit me so hard. It hit me so hard because I've lost two babies. And those babies would have still been here if I would have just used my brain. But technically, if I used my brain... Uh, they would never have existed because I would have, I would have left that loser before I even got pregnant with any other baby after my firstborn. So please, please, 
call the domestic violence hotline number, call family, call friends, call the authorities, call somebody. Do not put yourself in a situation that I did. Those babies did not deserve to lose their lives the way they did. They deserve to have been born. They deserve to have been, had a future and everything. They, they deserved, you know, they deserved the, the world. And I unfortunately caused them to not be born because I was brainwashed, gaslighted, manipulated into believing this man that I was with. And to this day, I hope to never run into him. I've ran into him once or twice. And I had to take myself out of the store because I knew if I stayed in that store anywhere near him, I'm liable to hit him. I'm liable to hit him and I'm going to, I'm going to hurt him. And I'm going to be the one that gets arrested and I'm going to be the one that's probably thrown in jail for hitting him because I will, I probably wouldn't stop after the first swing. I probably would not stop. I admit it. I probably would not stop because I have all that built in anger and hate because of what I allowed him to do to me. So I'm going to end this episode with, uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to the story about my oldest daughter's father, uh, as always, have any questions, comments, suggestions, my email is right in the description. Feel free to email me. And I hope you all have a wonderful day.